Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. The Word of God from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 15 to 16. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever. Amen. One day, early in my ministry, when I was serving in farm country, the spotlight above the pulpit burned out at the front of the church. Knowing it was out, and spotting what looked like one at home, a well-meaning member brought it along to replace the old one with it before the service. Now, without air conditioning, it was always very hot up there. However, it wasn't until much later when someone was on a ladder that we realized it was much more than a matter of not catching a good breeze from the fan. He had accidentally grabbed a white heat lamp bulb used for warming livestock. Needless to say, it always did make it a little uncomfortable to step into the light. In this text, Paul tells us that God lives in unapproachable light, but it's more than a matter of sweat beating up on the back of our neck. In Exodus, Moses asked God, show me your glory. God responded by saying, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. In our sinfulness, you and I could not stand in the presence of God's holiness. We would be consumed. As a result, Paul goes on to describe our God, whom no one has seen or can see. But here's what makes our Savior's incarnation so incredible. In John's Gospel, he rejoices over the birth of Jesus and says, No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. In our sinfulness, you and I could never hope to approach God. So in love, he came to us. He clothed himself in flesh and became one of us. He did this for you and me so that he could redeem us from our sins. Our God, who lives in unapproachable light, took on human flesh so that he could live a perfect life in our place. He then allowed nails to be driven through his hands and feet so that he could die on the cross to give his life for us and bear the punishment we deserved for our sins. He then rose from the grave, having conquered sin and death for you and me. Through faith, you and I have forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. You have been given a pure heart. But he has also given us a remarkable promise with his resurrection. All believers in him will rise to eternal life and do something absolutely incredible. And it's tied to this righteousness that we have been given in Christ. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus promised, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And this verb translated see denotes a future and continuous reality. No wonder Job looked forward to it. In faith he wrote, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Our hearts yearn with him. No wonder Peter, who caught just a glimpse of our Lord's glory on the Mount of Transfiguration, wanted to stay put and never leave. In Revelation, we are given the picture of this beautiful consummation of the kingdom, when we shall stand in God's presence, and we hear, The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, 
I look forward in faith to the day when I shall see you, not in unapproachable light, but in glory and the welcoming face of my Savior. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.